Welcome to the Crystal O Show, where I teach wellness entrepreneurs how to build a wealthy practice and an abundant life so that they can heal a lot more people. Good morning. It's Crystal O'Connor. Today, I have a guest that has impressed me beyond anyone else online in terms of what he's been able to accomplish, his energy, just so he's got so much to offer. And what I've been noticing online is this change that's going on. And I started wondering if it was me that was the change or if it was what people were giving out. And I came across a video of his one day and it really rubbed me wrong. And I started noticing it more and more. So I invited him on the call. I was actually a little surprised that he that, that he accepted the invitation. <laughs> but, but, you know, this guy claims that 99% of people still don't know who he is, but yet he has three New York Times bestsellers. He has 115,000 followers on Instagram, millions of views, millions of views of his videos. He has more energy than anyone I've ever seen. Welcome, Gary Vaynerchuk. Are you there? I am. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. You know, you say that patience, this is one of my favorite things that I've heard you say, and then I think that I agree with you more than anything, and that is that patience is grossly underestimated. Tell me what you mean by that exactly. Sure. So, you know, for the 1% that does know me, you know, I think that they see a high energy guy. It's really easy to see all the accolades or things that have happened now, but, you know, this has all been happening, you know, I'm 39. This has really been happening probably really for 25 years, right? Whether it was the baseball right. card business or growing up in my dad's liquor store or the 10 years that I was building a wine business that nobody in the world knew who I was because I wasn't putting out content pre-wine library TV. And even to today, right? I just, you know, I don't think that people recognize that things don't happen overnight. I think that we're you know in instant gratification. Yeah. Yes, I agree. But at the same time, I know that you took your dad's $3 million liquor business to $60 million in a very short period of time. That's unusual. Yeah. I mean, let's admit it. You're unusual. <laughs> yes. Listen, I'm I, I'm aware that when it comes to like operating businesses, like I have a knack. I'm good. I think I'm very good. And but I think and and I I know that you have some sense of my content. I also think it comes down to self awareness, right? Like I think. Yes. I think I'm putting myself in a position to succeed because I'm operating businesses or I'm executing as an executive around the things that I'm naturally good at. And there's plenty of things I'm not, but I'm tripling down on the strengths. And I think that's why I've been able to create disproportional success. And so, yeah, I, I just, look, I think, I think America specifically, I don't want to speak for every part of the world, but Americans, especially right now, because times are good, there's all these things that are popping up worth billions of dollars. Everybody just wants to have it happen overnight. In the comment, you know, obviously we got here because I engaged with you in comments <laughs> on social, right? And so right. I read comments on social very heavily when it has to do with me and other things. And I'm flabbergasted that 24 to 27 year olds think or confused to why they haven't won already or made their millions when they've been only operating or trying to create something of wealth for 24 to 36 months. It's just not real. It's not practical. Look, I had a base, right? My dad had a $3 million store. It didn't make a lot of money. So it was special to business people what I did, but it, it, it's a grind. It's a process. Plus, there's another thing, and I wonder how much we agree on this and how much the people listening on, to the show agree on this. I think what really helps me, Crystal, is I love the process. Like the reason you were surprised I took this interview, and, and I, I, don't know, I don't know how much context you're going to give in this show, is it was around an exchange that wasn't a positive towards what I was no. putting out. And the reason that we got here is I don't think you even realize how much I respect your point of view. I'm here because I respect 
the point of view. I get it. I understand that not everybody's gonna. You know, there's just it's just life, right? Nobody's gonna agree with everything all the time, and I think it's a version of patience, which is self-awareness, empathy, respecting others. I don't think people understand the virtues that are commended in the world. <laughs> they're real. Like it's like there is value about being nice and being good. And it's one person, one opportunity at a time. I can tell you this. This is something I am sure about. I think you think about me differently because of our exchange, because of this moment right now than you Absolutely. did. And plenty of people can argue, well, what's the value of that? What does that really mean? I think it means a lot. It's why I do it. Yeah. And you know what? Just to elaborate a little bit, I watched his, his a Monday video that I see it. I've seen it more than once. So it comes up in my newsfeed. I think it's on Facebook more than anywhere else about Monday. And, you know, he uses some expletives and, and he <laughs> just seems very negative and he's yelling in the camera, which he's a very high energy person. We all kind of know that. But at the beginning of the call, I had mentioned that there's this change going on online, or maybe it's me, where I tend to, it seems negative and it seems like there was a lot of angst in the video. And that is what I'm referring I might be at the point where I'm fed up with it, the political, just all of it. Yep, kind of, yep, and you know what? Some of it yep. comes from, and I've really examined it, and you kind of helped me because with me going through more, and, and I've read your book, so it's not like you know I had to go through a lot of it, but I did reflect for hours, actually. You'd be impressed with how many hours I just spent watching your videos. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed it, and you do. It's amazing that you are, you have this air of arrogance, angst, almost to the point where I could see people fearing you, you know, yep. fearing yep. even approaching you. But at the same time, you just prove that you're a very caring, gracious person. You really are. Well, and that is, well, I think, Chris, what most people are lacking. Go ahead. So listen, I think the reason I have so much empathy and really respected your point of view on this and jumped into your community on that comment and you and we had a great exchange and why I'm excited we're talking right now is I'm very self-aware. I am 100% a paradox. I am. I pull from opposite directions. I'm very competitive. I'm aggressive. I'm hungry. I want to win. And I curse. I'm a Jersey boy. I'm an immigrant. I came from nothing. These are all absolute things about me. On the flip side, what takes time to examine, and I'm sure as you started being caught off guard by our exchange and went down the rabbit hole further and, and you look at a different light, what the people closest to me have, what my employees have, is they have a better purview than my audience to the way I was raised and the motherly aspects that I am and where all that angst comes from. It, like that Monday motivational video, and I think you you make it might make more sense now. I was about to say you don't understand, and this is just an overall statement. That video is made because I get 50 to 100 emails every weekend of people asking me to like yes. help their lives because they're not happy, yes. and these are white American males. And I think to myself, you idiot, you're yeah. a white American. You're a white American male. Do you know where that puts you in the scheme of the world? I mean, that's insane. You've won the lottery and you're healthy, and maybe you don't have as much money or as much fun or whatever you think is important, but please put things into perspective. And I spend plenty of time writing and making videos of trying to do it softly, but once in a blue moon, you know, I want to grab people by the throat and say, do you understand how great it is, how lucky you are? And you're right, in that moment, randomly, because we were filming something else, but I told my film guy at the corner, as you saw, hey, I want to make this video, like, 
I, I know that you have to try different ways to help people see different things. And I come with, I don't play in the middle. It's all overwhelming caringness, overwhelming things that other people don't do, or it's on the flip side, overwhelming things that people don't do, which is curse aggressively and be competitive and combative. And so I get why everyone's living their lives. They can't consume everything I'm putting out. And so if you consume me in a microcosm or in one quote or in one keynote or in one video or in 10 videos, all that took that same style, mm -hmm. it makes a lot of sense to me why I'm consumed that way. On the flip side, what I love and I think what lets me sleep at night is that I think in the long game, when I'm 85, everybody will have me figured out. And I think that, <laughs> and, that makes, and that has me feeling good. Does that make sense? Uh -huh. Yes, it does. And you know, you're just, you're very raw. And I think in, in what you might not even realize is that I was speaking truth when I wrote what I wrote, but at the same time, it was a little on the strategic side to get your attention to. I wanted to see your response. <laughs> but I love one, it. That, one thing, that, that, speak, that, that speaks to somebody that knows me well. <laughs> one of the things that I feel like you have is a highly, highly intuitive nature about yourself. And, the, and then, of course, talent. But, but there's some skill there, and this is what – now I work with small business owners, and I try to get them to step out. They're fearful. Now, what I'm asking and what you, too, are asking these small business owners to do is to step out of their comfort zone in a big way, especially women. So I primarily work with women. I've worked with men, too. But, but women are very fearful of what people will say and think about them and being isolated. And I'm it's part of – why I did what I did and why sometimes I do what I do is, you know, I've had people say, you have brass balls. You know, when I was in sales, I've actually heard that before, too. I just know that sometimes that's what you have to do to get people's attention yeah. or to, to yep. make something happen, okay, to, yep. and, to, and to stand out. And I sometimes will do things because I know my people are watching. I get it. And You're leading by example. Yes. I love it. I love it. Do you feel like that most of what, you know, the questions that you get in the emails, do you, do you feel like that mostly it's just surrounded by fear and procrastination? So yeah, I mean, lack, you know, lack of hustle? I think there's a million personality variables, and you're right. I mean, all my, like, my talent is way more emotional intelligence than anything else, yeah. I think, at this point in my life. I think that people are full of shit. I think it's nice to say you're ambitious. It's commendable. And it's very on trend right now. Entrepreneur, risk taker. I think people are attracted to they like to talk. And you know, listen, I did it for a long time with my health. In the last year I've really gotten serious finally but I liked the notion of like talking about it. I think whether it's procrastination or lack of hustle or lack of drive or, you know what the truth is, I think a lot of people are content, which is great. Listen, I think that's a very beautiful place to be. I think people at the end of the day lie to themselves. I think that what brought us here today is probably, and I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention to you a little bit here, I think what's brought us here today is that we both have probably a, a lucky, we got lucky that we have solid self-awareness, right? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people don't. I think people want to think they're better. Than, you know, I always, I always refer to it as like the people that sing on American Idol who truly, truly, truly are stunned when the judges don't think they're good, right? <laughs> they like tricked themselves so much that they actually thought they were great. I think a lot of my audience, a lot of what I read in, a lot of my business contemporaries, a lot of my employees, like the world I live in, a lot of people want to think there's something that they're not, and they've literally tricked themselves. And I do believe deep down somewhere they know that truth, but they hide against it. For me, 
I'm very acceptant of my flaws and I try to actually go in on them and accept them for what they are because I have so many great things going for me. And I think the quicker people separate what they're good at and what they're not good at, they will have more upside, whether it's financial or happiness or impact or what, you know, there's a lot of different ways to win, but I think people want to win a different way. I think they're romantic about how they're going to win in life. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm just kind of aware and I have been for a long time, including willing to eat crap as a student and be told that I was dumb or not going to be successful, which was hard because I was still a kid, but I already knew I was going to be a great businessman at 12 and that being a student was not there, right, for me. And so I just want people, I'm desperate, and I think you've been seeing this, I've been pushing self-awareness aggressively because I think it's important. So can you name one thing that people can do to become more self-aware? What does that mean exactly? How do they do that? I wrote an article recently that my team helped extract out of me and so I'm at, you're asking this at a good time because I used to say I don't know and I don't know if it's teachable one I think people should ask the people around them I think you should go to the five to 15 people that know you the best in the world and create permission for them to tell you the truth around what they think you're good and bad at. And I think that if you tell your mom and your best friend and your business partner and your spouse and your sibling, hey, this is an important moment in my life, you can completely go raw. Like, I promise you, I will never hold a grudge. You got to tell me what I'm good and bad at. Because the people that love you the most know you the most, but they don't want to tell you the negatives. If you can go there, ask coworker. Yeah, so that's one. I think the other thing is, I got a good one. This is a really funny hack. Go on vacation and read every email of feedback for the last two, three, four years of bosses, clients, contemporaries. Just read between the lines objectively and see what people are actually giving you accolades around versus what people are kind of not talking about. I think it's getting feedback and being open mentally to that feedback and recognizing that if you actually break through this, you have enormous upside. And so I would say those are the things. You know, and you can get anonymous feedback, and that's when people really let it fly, <laughs> using like SurveyMonkey. When people know that it's anonymous, I think they're pretty pretty honest. So that's a way, and I'm actually referring to client base, you know, and that's what I have my, yeah. my, my clients do once they start building a list and send out to find out what they resonate with, what they want. So I think that's a really great example. That's, it gives people an idea. I think some people just absolutely clueless about what you mean by self-awareness. Isn't that sad? I, it's true, though. I don't think they even know what you mean by that. So I wanted to clarify that. So I've noticed that, you know, I'm, I've mentioned fear with my clients is stepping out and putting themselves out there. They're going to be judged. They're going to be like, but yet they're so willing to judge others. <laughs> I see this too. <laughs> and and, and it, that kind of just irritates me. And I see them getting caught up in the uh, of what's going on politically and in all of what's going on in this particular country that there's so much separation instead of doing the work that I'm telling them to do. And so I do get irritated too a little bit about that. So in terms of hustle, you, know, you talk about hustle a lot. And uh-huh. I tend to see in, with women and women-owned businesses a lot of talk about self-care and taking care of yourself. And a part of me, I don't resonate with it. I do understand that one should take care of themselves, but what does that mean? Does it mean laying around? <laughs> I don't believe that anything will get done. So I tend to agree wholeheartedly with you in terms of hustle. But then I'm hearing a lot in marketing about the feminine way is to attract people to you. I don't believe you can start a business and attract people to you without hustle. Do you agree? And can you elaborate a little bit on what I just said? Hard work is the part that nobody wants to talk enough about because Mm -hmm. nobody's won without it. There's not a single person that's won without it. 
it's never happened. And it's just this, never happened. And yet there's this marketing. It's, it's used a lot. This marketing of this law, law of, of attraction and you know and using your passive mind. income. Pass, yeah. You know, like pe- people are always of course because there's a lot of money in not fixing the problem. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. See, that's what I think is really most interesting for me, which is I don't want anybody to listen to me for a very long period of time because my hope is whatever they get out of me sets them to where they want to go. Do you know that I don't consume any content from anybody? Nothing. Zero. I've you never read that- a book. Or, uh, zero. Dead fucking zero. I don't give a shit what Richard Branson has done, Steve Jobs, Carnegie, Schmarnegie, Barnegie. I don't want to do that because I'm focused on doing my thing that I know is working for me. And, and I really want that to be the end result for every, I want to basically put myself out of business for giving people advice in any shape or form because they're actually getting what they wanted out of consuming that advice. And I think what you just said is golden because I think with social media being in our faces all the time, that people are so interested in what everyone else is doing that that's all they're doing all day, or at least the majority of yep. the day that's what they're doing. And that leaves them in a place of, well, what do I do now? And yep. we were, if we were to look at their schedule, they're actually not getting any work done. And yep. so I totally agree with you. That and is by so the way, what, by the way, real quick, real quick, real quick. Everybody has to reverse engineer what makes them happy. I'm fine if you want to work five hours a day, but I never want to hear out of your mouth ever, ever, ever. Like, why isn't it bigger? Why isn't it better? Because you've made the choices to have work-life balance that makes you happy, and that's great. But the amount of people – like, the reason I yell at people for hustling is the people that are complaining or perplexed why they're not winning. Okay, and so it's the questions. What do you see on social media that you feel like pisses you off and people need to stop? Gosh, a lot. I think there's way too many gurus and experts that have never built anything for themselves ever. I think that me building businesses and helping other people build businesses – gives me the audacity to give advice, right? Like I'm comfortable in the fact that I've built two businesses that are in the 50 to $100 million range as proxy. So I think there's way too much 22-year-old business coaches that have never built a business. So I hate that. I think way too many people aren't listening. You and I are here today right now because I was listening, right? I was listening to feedback around what I'm putting out to the world. Everyone wants to talk. Nobody wants to listen. And nobody, without digging deep, would realize how much of a listener I am compared to talker because, boy, that's the only thing they ever see me doing is talking. So I think a lack of listening is probably the other one. And then people aren't practitioners. People are giving advice around Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat all these things, the advice is terrible. They're clearly just reading other people's content and have never really used these things to actually drive real results, thus are giving really just bad advice. Headline reading versus practitioner. Yeah, and it's regurgitated information that, and what you're sharing That's and right. that, that is drastically different is based on experience and results, right? And I only talk once something has been proven out to me. I think that's really cool for me. You know, it makes me feel confident that I'm not going to be proved wrong because I have something to point to. Do you feel like that, you know, you've mentioned the white men that, you know, is your mm-hmm. main base or your audience and the emails that you're getting. What about women? Do you feel like that they resonate with you? or Because honestly, I couldn't, I find, feel, one, yeah. I couldn't find one woman that has interviewed you. <laughs> Am I the first um, one? You can't be. No, 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 no. I've done a bunch of stuff with Mari Smith and Charlene. Okay. I, I've done, no, definitely not. No, I would say I'm 80-20. No question, you know, being stereotypical, I assume Jersey boy cursing, you know, I'm definitely, like my audience is definitely 
80-20-75-25 from the commenting and the email list and the data that I have. I, that's just that's what it is. You know, that's right. what the audience is. And I'm, I'm sure there's a lot. You know, to me, at some level, I'm not really worried about how my audience breaks down because the truth is I'm putting this stuff out selfishly, meaning I love the feeling of people emailing me and saying good things have happened. I'm not worried about whether it's a green alien from Mars or a Korean <laughs> woman from Seoul. Like I, at the end of the day, I'm not worried about that. That's not, that, that feels less in control and I definitely don't want to pander towards that doesn't matter to me as much. I want to help anybody who feels like what I'm doing is bringing them value. Okay. So with what's going on in social media right now, what do you feel like? Well, there's a couple of questions I want to ask. What is a dark post let me, let me on just, Facebook? Let me, let me just, so a dark post on Facebook is the ability to go to Facebook fan page, your fan page, and not post organically there, but go into the page editor, the ads platform, and put a piece of content and target an audience and get returns. And so just literally Facebook advertising, the reason they call it dark post is it doesn't show up in your fan page if you just go to the page. It just actually showed up in people's screens. Oh, wow. Okay. That's fascinating. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you so much, Gary, for sharing. I think that the fact that I, I really did kind of give you a little bit of crap online and the fact that you apologize for your... <laughs> For you, most people would never do that. You apologized and then cared enough and then accepted this invitation. I really have a lot of respect for you, and I didn't necessarily lose respect for you. It's just a couple of the videos you're putting out. I think it was like I said, I the, get overall, it. the overall feeling it. of what's going on online. Again, thank you so much. Go run thank along. Thank you. Take me. care. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Thanks.